Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rap Party, where we dive deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here, this time with our very own Blake Pablo. Hey guys, how are we doing today? I'm excited to have a conversation with Blake. I, I preached this week, and um, I'll just give us a little reminder in, in case you're unaware if you're listening and you haven't heard the message. I hope that you would listen to it, but um, what I talked about today was from Psalm 31. We're in this series called Journey Up, where we're looking at the 15 Psalms of Ascent. And in Psalm 131, David is talking about childlike humility. He's talking about how we can have a heart that is rejecting the pride that comes natural to us, rejecting arrogance and rejecting selfish ambition. And then as a weaned child, we can get to a point where we're not seeking God for what he has to give us, but we're seeking him for his presence and to just be with him. And then in verse three, David encourages Israel to put their trust in the Lord, to hope in his promises. And so that's really my prayer for us is that we would we would lean in, we would learn from David here and from the apostles and from Jesus himself in the New Testament and really lean into how the Bible says um, we should strive to be humble in heart like Jesus was. So that's really um, the, the thumbnail version of my message. I think it's funny you asked me to do this because easily this is, you know, pride, arrogance, selfish ambition are three things that I've struggled with before Christ when I was living my years as a prodigal son. And even since coming to Christ and, and you know, trying to seek God with each moment mm-hmm. of my life, those are things I really struggle with. So it's funny how the spirit moves that you're nice. like, hey, Blake, really cool. you're an arrogant dude in the church. Maybe you should uh, <laughs> talk to me about this. Uh, and I'll uh, no, you're, I'm getting there, yeah. but um, I, I guess the the thought that popped in my head, and I would love for your feedback on it, is, is you mentioned you know knowledge being either good or bad, and I think that that's a common trap that people find themselves in. I know that I have in the past. I'd say that you know of these things that when when David declares his humble heart and. And he, uh, you know, he warns against pride, arrogance, and selfish ambition. That maybe it starts with something like, "You're always going to be insecure until you've turned to God." Mm-hmm. That insecurity is always going to be there. Now, you may misidentify that insecurity as something like, "Well, I'm financially insecure," mm-hmm. or "I am physically insecure. I don't have safety." Something like that. Yeah. But that insecurity is always there. And, and maybe it's not like this for women, but I think for men, at least, the common response is arrogance. Mm. So you're arrogant. And then you realize that you don't you you realize that, wait a minute, I, I don't have any reason to be arrogant. So it's like, well, if I gain knowledge, right, because you mentioned knowledge mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. selfish ambition, if I can gain the knowledge for myself, then I have a reason to be arrogant and right. I'll have security and you do gain some knowledge. And so then that leads to pride. And so it becomes this this kind of like this loop, if you mm-hmm. will. And that's a lot of what I think people are looking for is that they kind of keep going back, trying to fill that insecurity that's present because God is missing in their life. Yeah. 
what do you think about all that? I know it's kind of a lot. Yeah, no, there. um, yeah, I think that's a good observation. I think, um, uh, I, I kind of think of that sort of Christian adage where, um, there's this God shaped hole that everybody has yes. that only God can fill. And yes. so, so we seek pride and we seek knowledge. We seek knowledge, which helps us to, um, be puffed up in pride, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yep. it's this seeking of knowledge. And, and I, th I think the scripture talks about it. I mentioned it in my message about how the heart is just naturally wicked. Like that's, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, every inkling of the heart is like, uh, kind of like how the um, the Israelites were before the flood of Noah. God said that their hearts are only evil all the time. Like that's all yep. I think about. And, yeah. And, and without God, we kind of have, we're in this place where our heart deceives us. Yeah. And so we feel insecure, but our heart convinces us that, that we're not. Yeah. And, and yeah. That, um, as we gain knowledge, like you said, like, we can be arrogant yeah because we know so much that's right you know and and so yeah i think what you said is is it's a really good observation because without god that's really how we're we're wired it because of sin is to um be on top of our our world like even yeah. you know if if we're if we're a teacher like we want to like say say we're an elementary school teacher right you know we might um, disregard the authority of the principal because we think we know better than him and we, right. we know how we're supposed to teach children and right. instead of being humble and saying like, oh, maybe I maybe I can learn something from this other teacher right. or maybe maybe the principal has a reason why why he's leading the school in this direction, you know, and so or uh, you, I feel like I'm rambling. No, no, I, I like that. I, I You kind of, you brought me up with two different things I and mean, one is, is two different directions i guess for the listener's sake we'll stay with the elementary school example which is that there's a pride of that i can say that even as a christian i sometimes struggle with which is let's say the principal example and you're observing all of that you're an elementary school teacher and you're observing all of those principal shortcomings yeah. and so you ignore all of them but in, in a prideful sense, because it's like, well, I have Christ or I have a relationship with God. I'm following Jesus. I read my Bible. You know, I'm I'll, trying to, you know, remove sin as much as possible out of my life. But um, what you're missing in that equation is, is God has you there for a reason. I mean, obviously, Pastor Greg said that a few uh, messages ago, and I agree with that. Wherever we're at, he has us there for a reason. And so God uses imperfect people. I'm imperfect. You're imperfect. Everyone in our church is imperfect. Everyone in this world is imperfect. And even whatever's wrong with that principle, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have some greater uh, calling, some greater purpose in you working there, even though your pride is getting in the way and you think, all I can see is, is all this principle shortcomings. And they may be real and, and honest, but you're you're also leaning back into arrogance right. of I know, you know, I, I can control everything instead of God's got all of this, you know, God, the creator of the, of the heaven and earth, you know, of, of all creation think that, you know, he has a greater, uh, <laughs> a greater plan than anything I could scheme up. Right. Uh, and this example of the elementary school teacher. And, and the other thing that you said that I like um, about the, about pride, about puffing us up is, mm -hmm. is that if God, you've still that God shaped hold and you puff yourself up with the pride of 
I'm better than other people. Cause you were saying like looking down on others, right? Well, I, you know, I may not be a Christian or I may not, you know, read my Bible or I don't, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in God, but you know, look at these other more sinful people. Mm -hmm. So clearly I don't need that. You know, I have the pride of, you know, I, I do better than them. Yeah. Um, and which comes from knowledge of observing other people's, I guess, shortcomings. Right. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's a, a trap. Um, I talked a little bit about how the world, um, it dresses up the basic sin of pride as a virtue. Yes. Um, and so we fall into this trap where, um, we can see the shortcomings in other people, but we're blind to our own shortcomings. Yeah. And in many cases we're doing the exact same things as they are. Yeah. Um, probably worse things if, yeah. we, if we were honest. Yeah. Um, but our, but our heart again, because of sin deceives us. And so if, if we're looking only at ourself and, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm better than them. Yeah. Um, then that's where we have this, um, this pitfall that we fall into where, um, we, we just, we don't see the own sin in our lives. And so we don't come to God in repentance of them yeah. and say, God, help me to weed these sins out in my life instead. Oh, I'm better than them. Yeah. Um, and, and something else that comes to mind is, um, I think sometimes we fall into a trap where we're reading the Bible and then because of the sin in our heart, we we're at a place where we say, yeah, I'm, I might be doing this. I might be lying. I might, uh, might be coveting what my neighbor has, but these rules are really for that people yeah. in that time. Yeah. And today with how amazing and wonderful Western culture is, yeah, that doesn't really apply to me anymore. And so we're, we're in this trap where this knowledge that we have of how things should be, um, which is propped up by culture. Yeah. Um, we don't realize that the reality is God has a purpose and a plan and a way to live. And it doesn't matter what culture says. Yep. We have to look at what the word of God says. Um, and so, yeah, so I kind of see that too. Like, not only do we say, oh, well, this person is worse than me. I'm so good. Yep. They're so bad. But also, even if we say like, maybe there is something that should change, well, mm -hmm. it's not that bad. And, um, it doesn't matter that I don't keep a Sabbath day because yeah. that was one of the 10 commandments that God had just for the Israelites in the desert. Yeah. Um, but in reality, God wants us to have days of rest. Yeah. That's and, definitely and we true. find rest and contentment in him, which this Psalm talks about in verse two. Yeah. And, and uh, it's good because I could keep, ram I could keep not rambling, but just keep going on and on in this circle of, of identifying how those three sins keep filling off yeah. each other. But, you know, that, you know, when the contented soul and I just really, really like, you know, is childlike, not childish. Because mm -hmm. when you told me, hey, you know, I want you to have this conversation with me. And I looked up uh, the verse, the the weaned child thing just went right over my head. I just wow. didn't, <laughs> didn't yeah. even understand. I was like, oh, you know, kind of like you're talking like, oh, typical like Bible, mm -hmm. like throwing something at me. I can't even like fathom, you know, uh, that's random. But it's great because I think and you then talked about it. You were just saying, you know, when I was first like a Christian, when you first came to Christ, that it seemed like every day there was like miracle after miracle mm -hmm. just kept coming at you and then things kind of slowed down. 
And for me, it was similar, but a little different, which is like I kind of got weary and exhausted of always pursuing everything on my own. That selfish ambition, the selfish ambition is exhausting. Yeah. And then it was like I turned to God and things would get better. And then I turned back to selfish ambition. Mm -hmm. And then I turned back to God. And then now I'm starting to really understand that having a contented soul, like you said, is, is I'm not constantly looking to God of, well, if I just look at you, you'll solve this problem. Yeah. But rather, it's almost like a preventative measure of just if I'm always in God's presence, if I'm always seeking God's presence, if I'm always seeking to be righteous, then I'm not always just wanting, wanting, wanting that I am, you know, contented. And and, uh, so that definitely spoke to me a lot as just kind of a a simple daily goal to 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 go after i know i'm rambling a lot at your point but what are you thinking am i do i have it right you think yeah i think you have it right and i I think it it speaks to the heart right david's talking about my heart is not lifted up my eyes are not raised too high my soul is calm and quiet before the lord and so yeah it, it really is um um i talked about how what is our focus like is our focus on self or is our focus on god and so this that's a question we have to struggle with every day like why am I doing the things that I'm yep. doing? You know, am I am I going to God because I have this problem that yep. I know he can solve? Like that's a great place to be because yes, God can solve yep. any problem. He's all yep. powerful. He can do whatever he wants to do. Yep. Um and he desires to give good gifts to his children, you yep. know. And so um we can take that knowledge to use that word, but but we need to mature in our faith and that's what um David is getting at is we we shouldn't be childish like a nursing child where we're just coming to god because he has good things to give us we should be like a weaned child that comes to god just to be in his presence and i've um i've sort of been learning about that myself this year um as as you know um and people listening are probably aware as well in january we did 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church and in years i've been doing this for years and years now and you know, it, like the, it seems like the last few days of December, I'm like, okay, what's this fast going to look like? What goals do I have? Mm-hmm. What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to get out of it? And this year I sat down to start doing that. And I was just like, I don't, I just want God. Like, I don't, yeah. I have all these needs. God's God knows what they are. Yeah. I'm not even going to come to him and say like, oh, I want to make this change in my life. I want to do that. It's, it's really just like, God, you know, my heart. I want you. I want your presence. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, I'm available. And um, it's just this idea of humility that I I didn't realize I needed hum- more humility in my life. You know, I yeah. think maybe that's the pride that tricks us. Like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. I'm I'm humble. Yeah. But the funny thing about humility is like as soon as you get it, you're like, oh yeah, I got this, and then yeah, that's pride. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's fleeting. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I think God is really showing me like. He, yes, he desires to give us good gifts, but more than anything, he just wants us to sit at his feet and be in his presence. Like that, I think that's, that's his heart. Yes. That is that we, we're not seeking the things he has, but we're seeking him because he, he's the only one that's worthy of, of our adoration, of our praise, um, of our lives. Like he's the only one worthy. And so, um, yeah, it's, I, I just pray God would continue to work in me this idea of humility. And I was telling Pastor Greg afterwards, like, you know, okay, I've learned about this. I've preached about it and now I need to live it. Like, yeah. like God, how can I, how can I take this truth of, of Psalm 131 
and apply it more in my life. Cause man, I, there's a lot of times I don't feel quiet and content at all. Um, I but think th- that's a place that God wants us to be, you know, that co- the quiet and content, you know, one thing that I made and diff- did that I normally do with when we fast as a church is like, I'm just always guilty of listening to too many podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. So just information in, information right, in, right. information in. Obviously, my wife is, you know, was the first one to point that out. And I was like, ah, you're wrong. And of course, she was <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, that being said is I did it again this year, right? I just tried to like, if I listen to anything when I'm driving to work, you know, a little bit of worship music, a little bit of like, you know, A.W. Tolzer. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like, you know, it can be a tricky thing where it's like, you're listening to good Christian men on podcasts, but then if it just becomes this infinite flow, of, right. now you're just knowledge. It's not yeah. a tool in your pursuit of God. And so that quiet, right? Mm-hmm. And ever since then, lately, it's like, I can't turn on my old guilty pleasures of like political podcasts. Nice. Like I just, yeah. I start listening to it for a little bit and I just feel this hunger in my soul. Like, why am I removing myself from God right now? Yeah. Like I, like I know that, all I'm doing is, is as you know, David put it, is, is now I'm focusing, I'm occupying myself with things too great and too yeah. marvelous. You know, the this, you know, with politics, it's this, uh, was it Gordian knot? Why am I focusing on that? You know, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I'm not any closer to God. I'm just getting stressed out, and 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 normally it's always my guilty pleasure. I could just listen mm-hmm. to it and listen to it and listen to it, and and uh, and instead that calming, that quiet yeah. that I've worked on with the fast and. And another thing, it's funny you mentioned that because the same for me was I was like, when I went to write down, like, why am I trying to write anything down? Like, I'm just trying, like, all I'm coming up with is earthly things. Like, right. I can't even, like, come up with, you know, heavenly things. So I just know I need to be closer to you, Lord. And so I'm not even going to ask for anything. I just mm-hmm. I just know I need to be closer. And, and it definitely the fasting has helped. And, and you inspired me when you're like, I should try and fast three days every month. And so, like, I managed to do it this month. I don't know if it was the most successful one, but I, I want to continue to do it because when you said that and reading Acts of the Apostles, it wasn't all over it. But now we're getting a little away from your message. But no, I think that's it's it's cool, but it's it's all I, I find it funny too. Like I, I encouraged you with something that I said that I th- I would like to do, and I just have never done. And so <laughs> I think that's kind of it's it's cool that like just the idea yeah is is inspiring. You know, maybe maybe I'll. Uh, what happens for me is I'm like, I'll, I'll realize like, oh, it's already like seven days into the month. And mm. um, I don't know if maybe I just feel like too legalistic with it. And like, I have to start on the first or something. Maybe that's been some of the hang up. But um, I, I, I like what you were you were saying about the like disconnecting from like political podcasts and stuff. And yeah. I can identify that with that, too, because while I'm working, a lot of times I'm just watching like youtube videos yeah Yeah. like listening to it and that's really where i get my news is different political commentators and stuff yep and but i've i've realized since the fast like if i'm scrolling on facebook like i'll see the people that i usually see and Mm -hmm. you can see the title of of their video and i'm just kind of it just it's it's less appealing to me now than it used to be yeah so i I like look at it i'm like "Ah, i don't really want to know about that it's not a big deal you know just these random things that um, as, as much as people are political commentators, it's really just kind of like anything culture related because yeah. politics has really just become culture yep. um, invaded by the culture. Culture is invaded by politics. And yep. so, um, yeah, I think it's really a, it's a distraction. It is. I think that the enemy is using to keep us Definitely. off of God's word. And um, 
talk talk about pride puffing up. <laughs> yeah you watch any any sort of political anything you're yeah. like yeah yeah i'm right yeah they're wrong yeah. you know and man i i need less of that for sure and same here and and i get and it's you know it's all it's it's all earthly focused yeah. and when you're earthly focused and you're suffering from pride arrogance and selfish ambition then you're not having eternal hope you're not having hope in the lord and yeah. and it's i remember you know i was talking to this woman that was getting all worked up in 2020 um she was a senior and i genuinely believe she was like a godly woman like she seemed like the type of senior that's like you know 40 50 years ago into mm-hmm. church every sunday and then when she found out that like I was going to vote third party instead of the person she wanted to, she just lost it. And I was like, oh, and I said, but I'm like, and I, I couldn't, like she wouldn't listen to me. But well, the simple sentence I was just trying to get out of my mouth is I said, my faith in God is bigger than one person winning over the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, you're saying like the enemy's focusing us all on what's the earthly solution. And in re- all reality, the world's so complex and complicated it's like God's got this. We just need to focus on the hope of of Him, and mm-hmm. uh, and one of the things that always encourages me is 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 a, it's kind of this crazy idea I came up with. But I'm like, you know, if Jesus wanted to, like, He could have become Caesar. He's the Son right. of God, yeah. and He didn't, right? Mm-hmm. You know, He He chose to not enter politics, if you will, and mm-hmm. and uh, and so I just calms my soul makes me feel a lot better and and i just loved how you ended on that you know there's so much eternal hope when we you know turn from selfish ambition and Mm -hmm. arrogance and pride and just focus on god's word and focus on on you know following christ and you know as pastor roger mentioned i like that an idea i keep putting back in my mind is like i'm in an apprenticeship with christ right yeah that's good what do you think yeah, I like that a lot. I was I was thinking about um, some of the lyrics we sang in worship today, like Jesus is the King of King and yeah. Kings and Lord of Lords. And um, as you were talking about, you know, your your trust isn't in a political person, yeah. in government to fix everything. Yeah, your trust is in Jesus to fix everything. And I'm just thinking about how um, it says in Ecclesiastes, "There's nothing new under the sun." Like, yep. Uh, and then God raises up kingdoms and He tears kingdoms down. And so. Um, it's all God's plan. Like if, if America is going to stand, it's by the grace of God. Yep. If America is going to fall, it's by the grace and the judgment of God. And yeah. so um, I think we just need to do our part and we need to, we need to come to God and be humble. Yeah. Um, you know, this thing of politics, even in the church, it, it breeds uh, disunity. Yep. And instead scripture, um, the apostle Paul, apostle James, they say, we should be humble towards one another, humble towards God, yep. because that creates unity. So yeah. the, the the antidote to pride and to arrogance, especially in Western American culture, is humility. It's this yeah. upside down kingdom that that Jesus established, and one one day he's coming back, and he he will be this political leader. Yep. Revelation says he will be the King of Kings, Lord of Lords present on the earth and every knee shall bow yep. and every tongue confess Jesus is the Lord, whether, whether or not they believe it unto salvation or not, they will, they will say, Bible says they will say Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you, th- and if you think about it, it, when we focus on politics, we're not bowing our knee to Christ. Yeah. We're, fo- we're focusing all our energy towards, towards, you know, men Instead of just bowing the knee to Christ, you know, not every knee has bent to Christ yet, but obviously, 
you know, and it won't, every knee won't, ha- won't bend until Christ comes back. Yeah. But I, I think that God is ready for my knee to bow. If I've yeah, already oh, yeah. accepted Christ, yeah. then he's ready for my knee to bow and not to uh, be stuck, you know, on this, you know, not to be of this world, just merely in it. Yeah. It's yeah. really good, Blake. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. I, uh, a lot of years of selfish ambition right. of just like running to dead ends makes yeah. uh at least for me then then it was like okay when i t- came to to christ i guess maybe it was just like i've, I've already failed enough times on my own right. i'm like i know this is the only way that's gonna work so might as well give it all my all like i <laughs> I, f- I feel like we could we could talk forever yeah on this topic um spurgeon said it's one of the longest psalms to learn yeah psalm 131 um but yeah, I was just thinking like that's that's a great place to be. It's even like um, Michael was talking about before he sang that second song in worship. Like God, God weans us from the things of this world, and He even weans us from our dependency on yeah. the, the stuff He has for us. Yeah, um, so that we get to a point where we can say, "You're all I need." Yeah, and that's that's where that's where the Psalm one thirty one wants us to be, wants us to aspire to. So. So I, I think in conclusion, if for listeners to try and live this, as you said, each and every day, maybe finding more calm and quiet to yeah. focus on God. Is that maybe one good starting yeah, I think point? That, I think that's a great place to start. Just um, try to block out all distractions yeah. and, and just put on a little bit of worship music. I know for me, like I have to put on instrumental worship because if there's lyrics, yeah. I get distracted even yep. by the lyrics. Same here. And so I just put on something instrumental and, half the time I, I sing lyrics in my head anyways, cause I recognize the melody, but, yeah. um, that helps me to just kind of breathe yeah. and just wait on the Lord. And it's hard to do this, such a, um, reading this book, um, by Eugene Peterson, along obedience, the same direction. He's talking about how this is an instant culture. Like we, yeah. we have yeah. no patience. We we're unable to quiet ourselves, but by God's spirit, we can do it. We just have to practice it. We just have to practice it. So just, Put on some worship music, quiet, and just try to block out the distractions. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. Well, thanks, Blake. Absolutely. Appreciate your time, and we love you guys that are listening. Absolutely. We're praying for you, and we hope you'll yes. tune in next time. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.